Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The Warriors and Celtics are tied after two games in the NBA Finals, and the NHL playoffs continues to move along. If you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Yeah, 365, seven days a week, any sport, anytime, any place. Make sure y'all go check out betonline.ag. Head to the website on your mobile device to sign up today to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion, a 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the captain, the president, the prime minister, the lord, the master of swagging you, Ike Taylor. IT, I saw right before the start of the show, you tweeted a link. You now have swagging you shirts. We're selling on Believe.com. I'm fired up. It's Monday. How are you doing this morning, my man? Yeah, make sure y'all go to Believe.com and pick up a Ike Taylor Swagging You t-shirt, man. Got the good, 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 good cotton, too. So it feels good even when you sleep. But, my, but uh, Mark, man, I'm doing good right now. My dog, Bruce, just shook the table, making it look like everything was an earthquake. But other than that, man, we just vibing over here. <laughs> I'll take men's medium in every color that you got, Ike. I'll gotcha. send over my address as well. I got a rep. My guy. And we've got a loaded show. I know it's the off season, but on today's show, we'll go through top position groups in the AFC North linebackers, cornerback safeties. But we begin defensive end. Stefan to has retired after eight seasons in the NFL, all eight with the Pittsburgh Steelers and hike considering that 2020 was his best season as a Steeler 11 sacks. And we saw last season, we talk about it all the time. Steelers were dead last in the NFL and rushing yards allowed in the 2021 season to it did not play. This is a player that the Steelers are going to dearly miss now that he's decided to hang it up. Yeah, he was, uh, to it was just different. You know, I remember playing with to it, to it, to it was one of the first ones that got up that can get up the field off a, a few steps. You know, he was slippery. He was greasy. You know, we used to call, we used to say to it used to have some oil on him. Because, man, he'll slip for his size, Mark. He's a tall guy. For his size, he could slip in or outside of guards and tackles and get up the field ASAP. So between him and Cam, you know, that, that was a good complimentary, not only draft pick, but just a good one-two point sitting up, sitting up inside. It's a reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while had led the league in sacks. I'm talking about with interior linemen because of Cam and it. So that was just good. That was just, you know, good to see Tua do that. Then Tua wind up having some uh, some personal issues, you know. His brother had died, and had, and it was real close. So that that kind of that kind of bothered him. He took some time off. Uh, gracefully, Pittsburgh let Tua take some time off. You know, you go to any other 
any other organization, I don't I don't know if they would have let you take that time off and still paid you as well, you know. But Tua needed that time off. He had some time to reflect, and he, he, he went back to Notre Dame, got his degree, and he felt like, you know what, I think I done did enough in, in, in football. Um, eight years was enough for me. Uh, right now it's time for me to move on, take care of my family, and just see what else is out there. So that's one thing I do like a lot about this generation. Mark, they'll check their bank accounts. Once they check their bank accounts, they'll have other avenues on making money as well. And they 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 choose their family over football once they get to that certain situation. So they're not like the old generation where we played, you know, 12, 15 years. You know, these guys, um, when it comes down to, to money and knowing what to do with their money and, and also just finding different avenues, that's exactly what they do. They're wide open. They're not closed-minded. So I think over the past couple of four or five years, we've seen a lot of young guys retire early, you know, and, and, and I love it. They don't have to play, you know, double-digit years. So, for me, just seeing to it, you know, coming to a conclusion, um, Pittsburgh giving him the time and the grace, and he was like, you know what, it's about time for me to move on. I'm happy for to it. Because for me, man, you always, my, my personal opinion, everybody, I think everybody should be happy. And to it, it did everything he needed to do, um, not only as an NFL player, but just coming to the city of Pittsburgh and, handling his business and, and making a name and impacting the city as how he plays. So uh, much love to Tua. Success on your next venture in life. I know you got avenues. Congrats on, on getting a degree at Notre Dame. And prayers to you and your family forever. Yeah, I know he was trying to work his way back from a knee injury. He had surgery on that. Early in the 2021 season, it was always, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? And I know when there was media availability with head coach Mike Tomlin, that was something that reporters would consistently ask him about. And so we now have an answer. And again, coming off his best season as well in Correct. 2020, and it's a player who we don't always talk about, Ike. I know when we talk about the front seven, the two players we really hone in on are TJ Watt and Kim Hayward. And right. this was a player that Steelers really, really missed this last season. And that was evident. It showed not just on the field, but statistically as well. Now I'll say this, you mentioned the players retiring early. The two players that immediately came to my mind, Ike, were Andrew Luck and Luke Keekley at the top of their game when they retire. And people are like, wait a second, why now? And like you said, it's this new school of thought where it's like, you know, I've gotten what I need to out of football and I can go pursue other endeavors in life. And you're seeing this more and more and more frequently, in my opinion, whereas in the past, it was like, how long can you hang on? Because we all know what the NFL stands for, not for long, just given the average career span of most players. Yeah, I, th I think Luke Kuechly, though, Mark, was a different situation. I think he kind of had to because uh, Luke was getting concussed a lot. So, yeah. you know, fo football yeah. kind of made him, you know, shut it down early. And, yes, you're right. He was at the top of his game. You know, if, if anybody can just go back and YouTube you, Luke Kuechly, man, they, if you ain't understand the quarterback on defense, that was exactly him. He already beat <laughs> – he beat the play before the play started. <laughs> that was Luke Kuechly. You know, his IQ was unbelievable. His instincts was out of this world. When it comes down to Andrew, Andrew, like, you know what, man? I probably just lost the love. And, and, and I get it. I, I've done everything I needed to do. I want to be able to, to, to play and, 
and enjoy my kids, my family. I don't want to walk around hurt all day, every day. I think I done took enough hits as well. Let me go ahead and shut it down. So that's what these kids, these kids now, these young men, I'm sorry, I don't want to say kids. These young men aren't fighting through injuries for the sake of just playing football. They're finding different avenues and they're, they're taking care of their money and they're getting out when they want to, <laughs> which is something I love to see. Several Steelers are going to need to step up now, Ike. And I remember leading up to April's draft, we thought that the Steelers might take a player like a Jordan Davis, his Georgia teammate, uh, Wyatt, along the defensive line to shore up the defensive line. Now, I know the Steelers later in the draft got DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M, but he's one of several players who's going to need to step up now because Tyson Alualu will be back, but he's 35 years old. Isaiah Loudermill, Chris, uh, Chris Wormley, uh, Montrevious Adams as well. They're going to have to step up to fill that void that Tuit leaves. And I'm not going to lie to you, Ike, like this kind of hurts from the standpoint of like you're losing a very, very good player in Stefan Tuit along that front seven. So it's like in this league, it's next man up, but I can't help but think of, don't get me wrong, like I'm very happy with Kenny Pickett with the selection in the first round getting the quarterback of the future. But this is why we were having those conversations leading up to April's draft of the front seven, something that you have to shore up, not just because it was a problem last year, but look across the division, look at Cleveland, look at Baltimore, two smash mouth football teams that can consistently run the football, control the clock and just impose their will on the game. And so I'm looking to those other players to step up now, now that to has decided to retire. Yeah, since 2-11, I can see the Pittsburgh Steelers going more towards a 4-3 than a 3-4, you know. Uh, you you got to use big bodies like Tyson in the inside. So I think Tyson will take two. Uh, they'll just want Tyson a little lower just to push the pocket, so say. They'll let Cam get vertical whenever he wants to. So you sign Miles Jack out of free agency, so you let Miles kind of be Miles. You, you kind of let them roam around. Hopefully Devin can go back to the rookie year, Devin. And, and Demick can roam around, too, and just read and react off of plays. And hopefully he's lost some weight in his speed and he's back to close to 100% as of a couple of years ago. That's how I look at it. Uh, T.J. Watt, so say T.J. Watt, they'll let T.J. Watt just be T.J. Watt, but from a 4-3 perspective. So I think they'll go more for a 4-3 than a 3-4 because right now I don't know if they have the 3-4 personnel to do it. Um, I think they'll try it out during the preseason in, in training camp. But I think it'll be a good hybrid defense. But I think for the most part on what Coach T just known for, what he's known for from the Tampa two when he was with when he won the Super Bowl. Then he went and he had the number one, number two defense between us two when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. He was defense coordinator. He was running that Tampa two. So I think they'll go back to the to the to the Tampa two, but they'll tweak it to make it a uh a Pittsburgh Tampa two slash three folk. I'm sure they'll call they'll come up with a name for it from that defensive scheme. But the personnel from my just personal opinion, it says four three instead of three folk. So I think we'll be seeing a lot of four three going on twists and stunts with the defensive end and the outside linebacker. So yeah, it's it's, it's a whole lot of that going on. And plus you just picked up a head coach and Brian Flores as as one of your assistants on defense so that's a steal so 
I think personally, Mark, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go more towards a 4-3 than a 3-4. We will see at the end of the season how many snaps they didn't did that. Brian Flores as the cheat code is what they're saying. I'm listening to what the players are saying, Ike, in terms of his coaching ability, his savviness, and specifically shoring up that front seven. You've been on this shift from the 3-4 to the 4-3 defense for weeks now, Ike. So the listeners and the viewers of this show, Ike has said this repeatedly when it comes to fruition when we get into OTAs, training camp, preseason, regular season. You heard it here first on the Believe in Steelers show, courtesy of psychic Ike Taylor. Ike, before we move on, there are a lot of free agents available along the interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. Is there someone you want to see the Steelers get? I can read you a list of names. Let me know how you want to go about doing this. But is there someone out there who is available as a free agent that you'd like to see the Steelers target? Let me know. I've got a list of names if you'd like me to read them off. Give me a few names, Mark. All right. Eddie Goldman played with the Chicago Bears. Brandon Williams has been with the Ravens. Nadamakin Sue, who's played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 35 years old. Sue is. All right, though. <laughs> Nadamakin Sue, bro. Will fit perfect. Yeah. If the Pittsburgh Steelers want to go to a full three. You know, so you 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 have you have a you have a veteran guy. Tyson is coming off Tyson Lil Lil is coming off an injury, correct? Mm-hmm. You have a veteran a veteran guy who can step in and just already can fill the spot and he already got a nasty attitude when it comes down to playing football. That's exactly what you want as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Somebody who can help. Cam Hayward out and take the load off the take the load off of Cam, so Cam won't be Cam won't have to play every snap every game anymore. If you get the Dominican Sue, and now you got depth at a defensive tackle situation or slash defensive end situation, depending on if you want to go a big front, you can have Dominican Sue, you can have Tyson, you can have Cam as a DN and put T.J. White as the other DN, and we just gonna roll depending on the personnel. So it's a lot of it's a lot of mixes you can do if you pick up in Dominican. So it's just it's just at what price was the cost. That's the only thing we're looking for. We we want to know what Dominican Sue, how much he wants, you know. So time will tell with that. But for me, you didn't have to go too far down that line of free agencies for agencies. And Dominican Sue would fit perfect. And that's one of the reasons why, because the Steelers need help at defensive defensive line. And you're getting a veteran guy, a Super Bowl veteran guy who knows how to win and plays exactly how you want to play football, and that's nasty. Steelers have about $20 million in salary cap space, so they could make it happen. And I love the old man's strength on the offensive line that you would have, considering that Cam, Alu Alu, and Nadama Kinsu are all past the age of 30. But Mm -hmm. that – and then it's saying – with DeMarvin Leal, your rookie draft pick, it's like, look, we can keep all of you guys fresh, but if you're not playing up to the standard, we're going to rotate the other guy in, keep everyone fresh, but it's like, who's going to play the best ball to stay out on the field? And it's not like you're saying, hey, Nadamakin Sue, we need you on every single snap. I think he'd be able to better focus and allocate his energy towards he's not having to play all four downs. You could sub him in and out. You can do it based on series but you could keep those guys fresh just to bring in one other established player to help fortify the interior of that defensive line and specifically at the line of scrimmage, Ike, in the A and B gaps. That's going to be 
it's going to be so important last year because if there was one hole that the Steelers had last season and they were able to overcome it, you're not going to have success in this league if teams can run the ball at will on you. And they need Correct. to make sure that that is shored up this upcoming season. No, that's exactly what happened last year. Once a team can run on you, they just control the game, control the, control the clock, and they're able pretty much to go any, many, many more on plays they want to because they have the running game going. So that's something the Pittsburgh Steelers will address or need to address this offseason and this year on stopping the run. Omar Khan, the money man, get a favorable deal done with Nadama Kinsu. I'm just speaking this into existence. Three other names I want to mention. Larry Ogunjobi, who was supposed to go to the Bears. Uh-huh. Longtime Bengals defensive lineman did not fail, or excuse me, did not pass his physical. He's still out there. Sheldon Richardson's still out there. Gerald McCoy is still out there. So there are talented players. Ike, I think you have some savviness there saying, what's the price point? I think that's probably going to be most important to see how the Steelers shore that up, or if they decide to roll with the players that they have. All right, Ike, let's go to top position groups, and we're going to start with linebackers. This is going to be a pretty quick segment because on the interior, Ike, there were really only two names that really stuck out to me to say, this inside linebacker is a Pro Bowl caliber kind of player, and I want to start with the Baltimore Ravens, Patrick Queen, 22 years old, out of LSU, so I know you're familiar with Queen, considering he's a Louisiana boy, but he was the top linebacker that I had. And again, specifically, we're talking about inside linebackers in right. the division. Yeah, I had Patrick Queen. Well, you know what? I'm also throwing Miles Jack. I think Miles Jack, Miles Jack, yeah. working with uh, Brian Flores and coming to a whole new, uh, different situation, the first round draft pick as well when he came out. I think Miles, Miles will get back to where he needs to get to. I think sometimes. You know, they say the grass ain't always greener, but just coming to Pittsburgh, it's real green in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just saying that because I didn't see too many guys from free agency come from other teams when I played, and it was like, man, <laughs> now we see why y'all win over here for the Pittsburgh Steelers because y'all have a heck of a coaching staff, one. And really, y'all just play for each other, you know? And that's the difference. It's not a lot of me guys. So I think Patrick Queen is, is one of the premier, not only Pro Bowl caliber, Linebackers, Mark, but we talking about all pro linebackers, you know, and we can't we can't say that for too many people. I think Miles Jack will have a Pro Bowl season. I would take Patrick Queen on having a all pro season. And we saw what Patrick Queen did last year with a uh, a depleted defense, if you know what I'm saying. Pretty much six, seven guys on defense, uh starters as well, didn't play. So and who was the highlight? It was Patrick Queen. He did everything he could do. So mm-hmm. just just knowing Patrick Queen coming out of LSU and, and what he did at LSU, but let alone he went to another organization who knows who knows uh, coaching staff, who knows how to coach up and get guys ready, especially on that defensive side. Patrick Queen, I think, is going to be an all-pro. I'm going to throw Miles Jack in there, and Miles Jack is going to be a pro bowler. I like your prediction, Ike. I have one more player I got to mention. Logan Wilson mm-hmm. from the Bengals, leading tackler from he, last he year's Super Bowl team. So I want to give him a shot, too. Sorry, go ahead, Ike. Okay. No, my dog, Brutus, is scratching, the, uh, though he wants to go out. Hold on. <laughs> Brutus making an appearance here on right. today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. I absolutely love it. He wants his camera time, Ike. And can you blame him, considering he's staying in the home? of swagging you. We're going to have to get Brutus some apparel too, Ike. Get everything on brand at this point. Might as well, right? 
absolutely love Brutus. When when I've come over, I it, Brutus is like a little heater pack. He just lays down on my feet, and I don't know why, because my feet are stinky too. <laughs> he just takes a seat right there, and it's a little heater pack, and I didn't even need a blanket or anything to stay warm. I know, right? All right, let's go to cornerbacks, Ike, because linebackers, other than those three players on the interior, I know we could count TJ Watt. I know we could count other edge rushers, but to, you know, for the purposes of this exercise, they were more edge rushers, defensive ends. Mm-hmm. We're going to move to cornerbacks. I know we were talking before the show about the two Baltimore Ravens cornerbacks, but I've got the top cornerback in the division, Denzel Ward for oh, the Browns. Fine, you son of a gun. You were trying to trick me pre-show, weren't you? Okay, and here's why. 25 years old, he got the bag this offseason. Contract that could be up to worth up to $100 million, 71 and some changes guaranteed. But you're talking about a corner who came into the same draft as Baker Mayfield and has just been an absolute shutdown corner. And it's someone that you need in the AFC considering how good these offenses are. I look at what the Bengals have done with their receivers, with the trio – of beasts that they have at the receiver position. You need a player to be able to offset that. And Ward has done that when he's been on the field. 21, he shuts down one side of the field, Ike, and I think he's going to start playing the best football of his career. It's already been very impressive early on, and there's a reason why he got that massive contract extension with the Browns. But I see you trying to psych me out, Ike. Didn't fall for it this time. Yeah, I tried to get you. Um. But, yeah, we can get Miss Courtney and her, her staff. I'm going to go ahead and say Denzel Ward and Marlon Humphreys. Them the two I was yep. going to talk about for the top two cornerbacks in the AFC North. Um, Denzel Ward, to me, is a all-pro caliber cornerback. Uh, we saw how much he get paid, got paid, and it's a reason why how much Denzel Ward got paid. I mean, the man just shuts down one side of the field. So when you shut down one side of the field, you wind up uh, getting picks. You wind up shutting down receivers. Not only that, we're talking about how important tackling is, and we say tackling is a want-to, Mark. And that's exactly what this guy wants to do. He wants to tackle. Now, Denzel Ward, I think, is grace with both. He can play He can play bumper run, which you're on the line of scrimmage and you're checking the receiver, or he could just sit back and diagnose plays and play off, which is hard. You're either going to be good at one or the other. This guy, Denzel Ward, is good at both. And we all know his ball skills – Man, when the ball is in the air, he feels like he's a receiver as well. But my second guy was was Marlon Humphrey. And the reason why I like Marlon Humphrey, he's just an old school throwback Baltimore Ravens kind of cornerback. Just up in your face, coach, let's call man defense. I don't want to sit in the zone. Let me bump and run all day and let me shut down this receiver. Now, Marlon isn't going to get as, as many interceptions as Denzel Ward because he's on. he doesn't like playing off coverage. But if you just want a guy who's going to disrupt time and get in your face, play big, play big receivers, and also come up on a run as well, that's going to be Marlon Humphreys. If you just want to call man coverage all day, the personnel that the Baltimore Ravens have between him and Marcus Peters, they're just going to play that coverage all day and let their linebackers roam free in the Patrick Queens. So for me, I think these two, I think Denzel Ward is an all-pro caliber corner. I think Marlon Humphreys is a pro bowl caliber corner but I think if you put these two on the same team and they'll be able to lock down any kind of thing you want any kind of receiver you want them to but I'm gonna go with Denzel Ward it's a reason why Denzel Ward got the bag because Denzel Ward can do it both he can play on or he can play off and he can make plays whether he's on or off 
and he doesn't mind tackling. I think Marlon is more of a bump and run corner than anything. I'll go to Humphrey in just a second, Ike. I'm going to go back to week nine of the 2021 season. Denzel Ward going head-to-head against Jamar Chase. Holds Chase to six catches for 49 yards, which doesn't sound amazing, but considering what Chase did to other corners in this league as a rookie was very impressive. Ward had a 99-yard interception return in that game. And after the game, this is what Chase told the media. And this is that direct quote. He says, the first person I really started to study was that freaking cat from the Browns. I like his game a lot. He's so good and so patient. He doesn't get beat often. And when he does, he gets beat with his eyes, end quote, Ike. Listen to the players. Correct. Now, you're doing right. I mean, uh, you know, Coach LeBeau said it best. Your eyes can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You know, if if you have your eyes where they need to be, you're gonna forever be in position to make plays. If you got your eyes in the wrong in the wrong area, your butt gonna be sitting on the bench with me. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Ike with Humphrey, I'm surprised you didn't mention this because you were talking about the bump and run coverage, almost the Mel Blunt style of taking out a receiver and physically imposing your will. And the reason why I mentioned Mel Blunt is 1978, Ike. Mm-hmm. The NFL outlawed to where you can't touch a receiver beyond five yards because of how good Mel Blunt was at absolutely sure. disrupting other receivers. So he's sure. got that. Humphrey can play inside or outside, and he typically plays in the slot. Now, I go back to the 2020 season, Ike, when he led the NFL in forced fumbles. He had eight, and it's the old peanut punch. Peanut Charles Tillman, your sure. old college teammate, was sure. great at this. And this is why this is important, Ike, because when we talk about defensive backs, we always focus on the interceptions. And don't get me wrong, interceptions are great. But here's the analogy that I'm going to say in terms of turnover creation, if you're actually going to be smart about football. Interceptions is like batting average in Major League Baseball. But you when you want to talk about turnover creation as a whole, include forced fumbles. So when you're talking about both interceptions and forced fumbles, you're talking about on-base percentage. It's a better indication of how effective a player is. And I don't know why. I don't know why more people don't realize this. Again, batting average in interceptions is on one side of the spectrum. Forced fumbles and interceptions is more like on base percentage. And it's more indicative of what kind of impact a player is making because I don't care how a turnover is created. If a turnover is creative, that puts your offense in good position, you win the turnover battle, how much more often you are and more likely you are to win football games. I, I don't know why more people don't have this conversation about the ability to force fumbles and how that factors into just overall defense and how players are evaluated. Your college teammate, Charles Tillman, was the very best at it too. Yeah, you're causing turnovers. You're giving the offense more opportunities. It's the same thing as interceptions. You're causing turnovers and you're giving your, your offense more opportunities. It's just not as glamoured as the interceptions, so say. But it's an it's a, it's, it's a, it's a art, you know? That's not, that's not the same thing as interceptions. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to, to knock a football out, let alone make the tackle and try to create a turnover. That's what you got to do when you're trying to peanut punch. And that's, that's the, you got to have a lot of confidence in doing that. You got to have a lot of practice on doing that. So 
between Marlon Humphreys and, and Charles Peanut Tillman, they Marlon Mar, Marlon perfected what Tillman has started. You know, Tillman said, "You know what? These interceptions are cool, but I'm gonna come out with my peanut punch." And this, we're doing the same thing, creating turnovers. So y'all creating turnovers on catching the ball. I'm creating turnovers off these fumbles. So by the end of the day, coach gonna say how many uh, interceptions you had. You are gonna say three. Coach gonna say how many turnovers you had. Peanut Peanut gonna say, man, I had seven turnovers. <laughs> so when we come out to these contracts, y'all gonna say what y'all want to say about these interceptions. But I gave my team, I got my defense off the field. I gave another another possession to my offense to be on the field. So what are we talking about? Ike, this is why, in my opinion, Tillman should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if he'll ever get there. But, again, I, and I could show you statistical charts where it's like if you combine forced fumbles and interceptions, Tillman, during his time in the league, at the very top, if you want to combine the two, and if the outcome's the same, getting your defense off the field, getting your offense on the field, to me it's like what's the difference? So <laughs> – there's that we got to show some love to the other side uh, of Baltimore's defense. Few other corners I want to mention, like Marcus Peters, 29 years old, missed all of last season, torn ACL right before the season started in practice. He had four forced fumbles in 2020. He's always around the ball in every NFL season he's played. He's had at least three interceptions. And Oh, by the way, he's taken it to the house six times in his NFL career as well. So He's another player, and Baltimore's going to have both of those players back. Again, Peters missed all of last season. Humphrey only played in 12 games a year ago. Two other players on Baltimore where we just forget about the fact where it's like, oh, Baltimore fell off. Why'd they fall off? Key players had season-ending injuries. Both Humphrey and Peters were part of that in the 2021 season, Ike. Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore got a lot of depth in that secondary. With your two starting corners going down, um, and you and you just gotta rely on your young guys. So for me, I think Baltimore, their their defense coordinator loves man coverage. He will love it any. He will love it much more this year because he feel like he has enough depth on that side of the ball to let his corners just lock up and play and play man. So yeah, Baltimore pound for pound. I think they have the deepest and probably the best set of corners in the league. And we haven't even talked about Kyle Fuller yet either. Who. I, I was doing some research for this segment. I'm like, when did Kyle Fuller, the two-time pro bowler, the he's an all-pro cornerback for the Bears? And I know he went to Denver, but he signs a one-year, $2.5 million deal. And I, I would understand that too, though, but it's just like I see what Baltimore is doing to try to counter what the Bengals have done offensively, and that's, that's what this is, Ike. It's a low-risk, high-reward move. Chase had a field day when he played the Ravens. And that's that's still stuck. That's still stuck. In, I mean, Chase had a field day against a lot of a lot of secondaries, but Chase had a field day. And when you think about a field day against uh, when you think about a receiver having a field day against a secondary, you're not thinking about the Baltimore Ravens. Cause you're like, okay, them boys got some some dogs back on that back end. But Chase, Chase became a monster <laughs> when he played the Baltimore Ravens and he he cut up, so sad, as they say in New Orleans. Akello Witherspoon as well. The fact that I'm looking at this, Ike, two years, an $8 million contract. It is a bargain for the Steelers. And opposing quarterbacks have low ratings against him. I'm excited to see what he can do this upcoming season because 
The rest of the Steelers cornerbacks, it's a little bit of a prove it. A lot of them are young and unproven, but who can step up? Akella Witherspoon, someone I got to show some love to also. And part of this is because I love saying his name for the Bengals. Tito Bay Awuzie as well. I think he's an unsung player on the Bengals uh, secondary as well. But Kella Witherspoon and Cheeto Bay, two other players that get honorable mentions in this conversation. For sure. All right, Ike, we get to go to the safety position. And it's no secret who we're going to start with. It's Minka magic time. Minka Fitzpatrick's the top safety in the division. And I go back to the 2019 season when the Steelers traded for him with the Dolphins. Thank you, Miami, for sending him to Pittsburgh. Right. I would make that trade 10 times out of 10 again. And I go back to that game. When they were playing the Colts, they're driving down, and Minka gets the pick six. Uh, oh, who was the backup for the Colts that was in? Anyways, he takes it to the house, and it's a pick six, and it completely changes the momentum of the game considering you've got Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges as your quarterback, and you're still able to go 500. And I think right. a lot of that was the playmaking of Minka Fitzpatrick on the right. back end of the Steelers' secondary. Let me look up who this quarterback was for the Colts. Like. Yeah, I, I – Minka, Minka for me is a no-brainer. You know, we just see what Minka do on the field, Mark. Um, there is no other safety in the AFC North who can play like Minka. You know, when you want to talk about having a swap for a swap, uh, you know, you get a you get a you get a first round caliber safety. Um, for me, if Minka can continue to stay healthy, you're going to get a Hall of Fame safety, Minka. So say Minka instinctively just just make plays. He don't think twice about it. He just believe it. He see it and he go, which is hard to do. Um, other than T.J. Watt, your your top three players on that defense is Cam, which is a Pro Bowler. Uh, all pro, T- all pro, but yeah, yeah, all yeah. pro. I'm sorry, all pro. Mm-hmm. T.J. is an all pro, and Minka is an all pro. So when you look at them three guys, Pittsburgh have three all pro caliber guys on defense on sitting in one city. But for me, Minka is just is is just a no-brainer. Um it, he does everything you can't coach. You know, he's very instinctive. You can't coach somebody to be instinctive. If anybody who have watched the Believe Network podcast show um with Mark and I with Coach Tomlin, Coach Tomlin said he's seen this before. And what he meant by that was he didn't had a lot of conversations with a guy called Troy Palomalo, who's now in the Hall of Fame, that he's having now with Minka Fitzpatrick. So when you got a coach who's been coaching in the league with no losing season, who's saying this conversation, these conversations are familiar, that says a lot about Minka Fitzpatrick. So, no, there's only one Minka Fitzpatrick. For me, I think there's only one all-pro safety in the AFC North, and he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, an all-pro in 2019 and 2020. I think teams this past season went away from Minka because they know how opportunistic he is at the safety position. Ike, it was Brian Hoyer who he intercepted, and it was just a key moment in the game. And I remember that was the first year the Steelers had Fitzpatrick. And it's like, man, if the Colts score here, they're probably going to put the game away because Pittsburgh's offense just, it is what it is. And that was when they finished dead last in the NFL in rushing. And Minka takes it to the house and it completely changed and flipped the script, changed the momentum of the game. And there are only a handful of players that are like that. He's going to be the highest paid safety in the in NFL history that's, after this season. That's what the Steelers say. 
Stiller said they will make him the highest paid safety. So I expect him to absolutely ball out this upcoming season. I'm excited to see him in a Steelers uniform for many years to come because he's, he's great on that back end. And Mm -hmm. again, to the Miami dolphins, thanks for sending him our way. Thanks for coach Brian Flores as well. We, we welcome both of them with open arms here in the four, one, two, like, for sure. Um, Cody Brian Flores didn't even know he was coming to Pittsburgh. Unless he did know he was coming to Pittsburgh. <laughs> he said, man, let me go out on ship Mink over there because I'll be there in a couple of years. So we- <laughs> okay, Ike, my number two safeties might surprise you. I've got rookie Kyle Hamilton here out of Notre Dame. 6'4", 220, is like a linebacker playing at the safety position. I know he's a rookie. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. But just from what I saw on tape, I have high expectations for him. And it was like, as soon as here's how I evaluate the Ravens pick. I think if you talk to any Steelers fans, be like, Hey, what'd you think about the Ravens drafting Kyle Hamilton? They'd be like, and that's how I know when a team hits on a pick where it's like, talk to the, their opponents, the opposing fans about how they feel. I, I have high expectations for Kyle Hamilton. I'm surprised he stuck around as long as he did in this draft. And I think he's just going to be next in line for the Ravens at the safety position. I've got him as my number two safety in the division, even as a rookie. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. I look at Kyle Hamilton as a Derwin James coming out of Florida state, you know, the same body type, the same bill. Um, I think, I think Cal has more range than Derwin though. He can, he can be in a box as well as freelance and play free safety. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discredit that pick. Mark, I think Kyle Hamilton is a perfect pick. You're not putting too much pressure on him because uh, I know come just coming out the rip, they're going to put him number one on the depth chart for the Baltimore Ravens and say this is your position to lose, so go out and handle your business. So this is perfect for Kyle Hamilton. This is perfect for uh, for your pick as well. I think he has he, he got drafted in the first round. Uh, is 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 going to be in my mind a little better athlete, a little more athletic than a Derwin James. And this is exactly what the Baltimore Ravens wanted and needed. They they was looking for an Ed Reed, and they found the Ed Reed caliber kind of safety. Not saying he will be an Ed Reed, but I'm just saying just his expectations are Ed Reed-like. Yeah, if you quote Ike for that, get the full clip in there. Make sure you don't cut him off too soon because I don't want to misquote you say, Kyle Hamilton, Ed Reed. That's not what we're saying here to everybody. I've got two other names I need to mention, Ike, and I know Brutus is ready to roll, ready to make his cameo appearance here on Believe in Steelers. I could hear Brutus in the background. I've got Jesse Bates the third, the safety for the Bengals. He has stayed healthy in his career and is a key player on the back end of that secondary team that went to the Super Bowl a season ago. And then Marcus Williams just signed with the Ravens. He's coming over from the New Orleans Saints. He's been a solid player in New Orleans, but is now – a member of that Ravens secondary that is going to be reloaded. They get healthy. They sign Kyle Fuller. They bring in Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, a five-year, $70 million contract, which is going to help shore up that Baltimore secondary. And it goes back to what you were saying with Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow and company absolutely torturing the Bengals secondary. It's always interesting to see, okay, which moves, which chess moves do teams make? It's clear that the Ravens wanted to shore things up on the back end of their defense heading into this upcoming season. So again, Jesse Bates the third out of Cincinnati, Marcus Williams mm-hmm. helped round out the safety position in the AFC North. 
Yeah, I think I think for the Ravens though, Mark, um, they they DC their defense coordinator. He have to stop. He have to stop being so stubborn and always call man coverages because that's easy. Because when you look at the personnel, yes, you do have man guys who can play uh, man all day and every day. But from an offensive coordinator standpoint, it's so easy to have picks and screens and crosses and just put you in situations because we did see Marlon Humphrey. Uh, not struggle, but teams understood what the D.C. was calling from the Ravens, and they just ran a lot of over routes. I think the Raiders, matter of fact, the Raiders had won in overtime against the Baltimore Ravens off of one play, and that, that was schematically because they already knew. So I'm just saying they, I think they should mix it up. Even though your personnel said we can run man all day, but just mix it up a little that's some some insight, Ike. And when we get into the season two, I always like talking during your Taylor Talk segment when we can talk X's and O's and we can show it on the screen to show what's happening there. But you mentioned like shallow drag routes when you run uh, trips and bunches and particularly when secondary. What I always notice is when, they're, when all the defensive backs are on the same level, it's very easy to pick one player with another. And if you do it right, it can be allowed. And look, like I'm not saying that you can have blatant offensive pass interference, but you can rub one defensive back off of another and create an easy pitch and catch from quarterback to receiver just based purely on scheme. So I'm excited to talk to you about this upcoming season because we talk about that all the time here on the Believe in Steelers show during your Taylor Talk segments, Ike. Yeah, it's about that time. Once, once the almost, season. Almost. Yeah, once the 90-some days left. So once once the season come, man, we we gonna be we gonna hit the ground running. Yeah, and look, like we're gonna talk ad nauseum this offseason about the quarterback battle. And it's funny, Ike, because it's just like anytime you talk about that, our numbers shoot way up. But it's like we got other things to talk about here too on the Believe in Steelers show. Ike, you're the absolute best as we wrap up here on today's show. I want to thank you, the Believe Network, and our producers over at Brinks TV led by Courtney Vargas, John Brankus, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, producer Yensi as well. I want to make sure I give a shout out to her as well for Look all their help. Yes, yes. I said I couldn't forget it on last show. I, I could not forget it or I'd have, I'd so have trouble to play. You ain't forgetting that. Once you say it, it's in your memory bank. Yeah, I was going to go with the sleeveless cutoff shirt today, Ike, but it's like, listen, it's Monday. We're going to ease into the week. Uh, today's sponsor betonline.ag and i want to thank the listeners and the viewers of today's believe it's dealer show thank you for tuning in and making us part of your day yeah i second everything you just said mark thanks to betonline.ag thanks to brinks tv thanks to believe in network thanks to my dog mark for show thanks for miss Courtney and her staff uh for making this looking sound and being all professional with the ad libs and the backgrounds make sure y'all go check out believe.com and get your ike swagging you shirt yeah, I see you've already tweeted it, Ike. I have also retweeted it. So check the show notes for our social media information on how you can get a shirt, Ike. Like I said, I want all the colors, men's medium, and I'll leave it at that. Ike, you're the absolute best again. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark oh, Burger. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Make sure y'all subscribe and give us five stars. One of course, of course. The, 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 the fans and the listeners and the viewers for always tuning in to the Believe and Steelers podcast with Mark and I. 
appreciate y'all love and support. Make sure y'all five-star us, please. That's how we like it. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care. And so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.